Once something's important to you, it never leaves your mind. If you always dreamt about being a singer-songwriter and you never did it, you will be haunted by that at the age of 70 because it's still right here, stored in the back of your mind. It's something that's meant for you, that's trying to call to you. You see, your dreams, you either pursue them or they fucking haunt you. I think then um, anybody I can put a name to to promote our sport. The archer who owns all the world records, John Demmer III. You know, the more difficult a thing is, the more important the mental game becomes. I didn't eat any supper yet either. How about you guys? It. Do you guys eat yet? I didn't eat Oh, it. you know, uh, I got some crunch berries. Oh, yeah. Grayson Parlow. It's like me taking three or four years off your eyes just because I weakened that prescription in the shooting eye. And don't put everything into my shot that I should. That I get a lot of drop on those heavy arrows. He's dropping all the way down. He said, Well, you might want to think about going to a lighter arrow in the spring water. And then that's what got that started. So, welcome back to the podcast. I am here with Dale Brubacher. Brubacher, Brubaker, how do you say Brubaker. it? Brubaker. Brubaker. Um, from the Lancaster Archery Foundation. Now, this is a, a long awaited podcast. Uh, this podcast is. It's a, I guess it's outside the box of what I normally do, whether it's the Variable Project or the Peak Archery Podcast, because those are often like educational and coaching and equipment and tuning and this tournament and that tournament. The Lancaster Archery Foundation is sort of special. Um, and their role within the, the archery uh, community is special. And Dale is here who is the, um, uh, the grants coordinator for the Lancaster Archery Foundation, is here to talk to us about the foundation and how you, your clubs um, and, and shops that have archery teams and stuff can get involved with the Lancaster. I shouldn't, I should go further in scholarships as well. So Dale, welcome. Um, Thank you. You've been with Lancaster for a while in other capacities, but now you, do you want to just talk about like what your role is and let's talk about how the foundation got started? Sure. Sure. I am. Um... Had a previous career of 31 years with our county government, writing and managing grants, and I worked part-time for Lancaster Archery Supply. And then last fall, I was able to to retire from the county and retired, and they um, had already started the foundation about two years prior, and they just absorbed me in as a, as a new hire for a grants coordinator position in the foundation. So I kind of left the, the county government and rolled right into Lancaster Archery Foundation. And um, as opposed to being a grantee, now I'm a grantor. So okay. I help um, clubs get their applications together, uh, make sure they have everything that complies with both our requirements and also the IRS requirements, and then present the information to the, the board of directors for the foundation. They make the decision as to who they're going to fund and who um, they need more information from and so forth. Okay, perfect. So, so, I mean, it's pretty simple. It's cut and dry. Um, I guess the, the question is how – let's talk about, like, who are you, who are, who is your audience for the foundation? 
who is it that we're trying to reach out to? And let's talk about some of the grants maybe that have been written, like me, you know, some significant impact stuff that, you know, clubs or, or, or school programs. I'm not really sure of all of them. You have to be a 501c3, correct? That is correct. Yep. Yeah, per the IRS guidelines, um, all grantees have to be a 501c3 and they need to provide us with a copy of their IRS determination letter plus a signed um, W-9 form. This must accompany the application that is online at our website, LancasterArtryFoundation.org. And is there, are there any, any programs like, let's talk, just talk local or in Pennsylvania that, that you can recall grants have been issued to? Sure. Um, the biggest one would have been to um, Pennsylvania S3DA. Okay. We gave them a grant um, two years ago and they used the funding for, um, I think, shoot over the year. They were originally going to use it for one purpose and then that didn't didn't work out. So they um, had a, actually had the clause in their application to maybe use it for shooter of the year. And that's what they used the funding for. Okay, cool. So if there's like a, you know, say there's something specific they want to do that doesn't happen and they, they have like a second or a third choice, they can write that in there say, if this doesn't work out, we'd like to at least use the money or, or the grant Correct. For, for another purpose. Awesome. And that's so, and these grants are, are nationwide, worldwide. What's no, the, it's going to be nationwide. Um, because we come under the, the IRS guidelines for a 501c3. Okay. Um, it is L, any organization club um, that has a, a archery team or archery program that they're looking to get funding for equipment, um, both beginner, intermediate, target backs, um, or just program to get kids shooting. I mean, some we had one grantee that um, was a camp down outside of Philadelphia. And they um, they worked with inner city kids. They used some of the grant funding to buy some archery equipment so that while the the, the youth are at their camp, then they can um, introduce them to archery. And are is the are these grant programs are they dedicated solely to archery programs or let's say um, say a school district recreation commission that is a five hundred one c three wants to get started can they also apply for a grant or is it strictly or maybe that's something you've never come across. I don't know. Um, but is that something, can any 501c3 do this that wants to implement an archery program or is it selective only to archery clubs? No, it's, um, you can submit an application if you're eligible, which would be a 501c3. We Just have 501c3. 501c3. Um, they have to put their, their intent down of what they want to use the funding for. Uh, one of the key points is they do need to have certified archery coaches on staff to can implement and oversee the program. Okay. So is that, is, is that limited to like USA archery or is it any NFAA, S3DA, USA? 4-H. Yes. And if, it's H, a, if it's in a, a certification program in archery, they would have to disclose the, the coach's name and their level of certification. And then they can submit the application with their intent and a itemized budget of what they would like to purchase with the funds. All right. Perfect. So I see I'm looking I'm actually looking at the website kind of sure. as as we're talking a little bit and I'm looking at your it says the team uh, we'll call them the varsity squad. Uh, Rob Coffold, your president, Carol is on the board. Um, Steve Yoder, Eric Yoder, uh, Jared Weaver and Emily Samuel. Well, Correct. No, Emily. No, all the other guys, though. Yeah, so she's our controller. OK. Oh, okay. 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 
So I guess, I guess naturally, uh, and I, I probably should have led with this, but it's fine. How did the foundation get started? Where did this develop from? Do you have that like backstory by chance? Sure. sure. Um, I believe it was a kind of a, you know, started with Rob and Carol. They're looking for a way to provide some funding to get people um, interested, you know, out there shooting, interested in archery, or if you have an established program to grow the program. Um, like we have some 4-H teams that submitted applications that needed additional targets. You know, they had, they were running uh, numerous lines of archers and they felt that they had more targets. They could get the, the archer shooting more often. So they, they came up with the idea, created a foundation, and then comprised the board of, of managers here with Lancaster Archery. So they have a archery knowledge base and um, kind of like the rest is history. You know, they, they formed it, got the, all the documentation in through the IRS and are recognized as a nonprofit um, through the IRS. And um, then they got funding through the seed funding through the corporation at first. And then they, they started um, awarding grants with that funding. Awesome. I, I, I guess you have to also look at the, uh, you know, Rob and Carol do a lot for archery in general. Um, Lord knows the Lancaster Archery Supply has been a, a, a staple within the development of competitive archery. I mean, it says it in their slogan, the leader in 3D and target archery and all that stuff. It's like burned into my brain listening to Rob's voice and the voice when I call into customer service. <laughs> um, but I guess what's kind of cool is that Lancaster Archery Supply has implemented ways for people to support the foundation without just coming out and making donations. Can we talk about that a little? Sure, bit? sure. Yes, you can. Um, you can obviously make direct donations. You know, on our website and on our trifold brochure, we have um, QR codes that you can make a donation. Or if you call in and you want to purchase an item, you can round up your your bill. Or if you come into the pro shop, there again. If you um, want to round up, you can round up to the whole dollar and then the balance would go to the foundation. Yeah. Awesome. I see it all the time. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Every time I purchase something online and get it shipped, um, that option's there. And I think it's, it's awesome. It's, it's, uh, it reminds me of the, um, like the conservation contributions for some other outdoor store suppliers and stuff like that. Um, now we were talking a little bit earlier and it wasn't while we were recording. I was just, you know, we talked about the scholarship grant, uh, opportunity and, you know, I know it sounds, sounds like it's a new thing. Can you go talk about that just a little bit as well? Sure. Um, the first scholarship program was set up at Texas A&M university. It provides, um, some scholarship funding to a selected eligible student who is a competitive archer on their archery team. Um, and currently we are working with another university to set up a um, scholarship program with their competitive archery team. Um, I'm working with their representative to make sure the wording is what um, both we wanted to read and, and what uh, that university wants to accept and acknowledge. Okay. So, so, once so we get that set up, what? you're going to grow that side of it and work. That with is our tent. Yep. Yeah. We want to grow that side. Um, it's just a little more complicated, you know, getting, you know, the wording correct and making sure that, you know, our funding stream for the scholarship is compatible to the university. Okay. Is there any criteria to that or can anyone, any school potentially reach out and inquire? If you have a competitive archery program, um, you could reach, you know, reach out to me um, through our website and okay. we can, we can discuss it. 
Um, like I said, that is kind of like the growing aspect of the foundation. We, we have one already established. We're working on number two. And I think once we get number two established, then the board may consider, you know, a third one and, and so forth. We just have to take, take steps because it's a little more complicated than, than, you know, approving a grant application. That's, but yeah, I, I can definitely see how that can, uh, I can, can get complicated, but I mean, you guys are, once you, once you set that process, you'll have it squared away and hopefully it's easier after that. I guess it's just across the board, everything the foundation is doing. I think Lord knows that as we've moved forward post COVID, everything like money is not readily available for everyone getting grants across the board. Isn't necessarily that easy. A person like yourself who knows them in and out, you know, you definitely being involved in an organization helps, but these clubs that are out there um, and that's what it's been to date, except for like maybe the Easton foundation who has like their Joad grant, but this isn't, this isn't um, exclusive to USA archery. This is, inclusive of any archery program i think that's the important that's an important part of the growth of the sport with what the foundation is doing is it's it's all encompassing it's open arms right right we've had um we've had a lot of interest through the 4-h shooting sports program um they have a competitive archery program um they submitted it um, Louisiana was a big state. I had reached out to all the state directors for their shooting sports and archery specific. And, um, they had, I got a good reply from Kentucky, Louisiana. So they're, they're a growing aspect of the competitive archery program. Um, we've also funded Boy Scout camps. You know, they have merit badge programs. It's not a competitive team, yeah. but it gets kids shooting with good quality equipment so they can earn their merit badge and hopefully take the, the love of archery on to the next level. Um, like I had mentioned earlier, we, you know, we have issued grants to, um, S3DA programs, Joe programs, NAS programs, um, pretty much any type of youth competitive program. We've had a, had a grantee somewhere in the country. Wow. That's awesome. How many grants have you, have you awarded so far? Um, so far, um, we've awarded, give me a second here. You're looking about, um, 45 and, um, Last year alone, we did 29 grants at $28,091 total. Wow. Total grants that we've awarded in 2021 and 2022 was $44,091. And, and much of which the, the funding comes from probably like the roundups on the, on the website. And, and you've done some um, like fundraisers of sorts. Do you want to talk right. about the fundraisers? Uh, sure. sure. We, um, you know, we, I had mentioned, do we do the roundup both online or in person in the pro shop donations? But back in September, we had a challenge match by the Easton Foundation. Mm-hmm. If we could um, raise $100,000 in the month of September, they would match that dollar for dollar. So we were very successful in doing that yeah. and happy to say that we, you know, we got the funds and now we're, we're planning another funding stream with, uh, oh, that's with the awesome. Easton Foundation. That's great. Yeah. I, uh participated in that and i once again i poked a little fun at pj riley but you know <laughs> that's easy to do and it's fun so whatever um demer's not here for me to make fun of and you know pj's an, an obvious number two so you All know right. that's what that's what that's that's just the way we roll but um anyways 
that's that's good to, i'm good it's, it's good to see that there's those opportunities and that there's the funding uh streams coming in um it's cool there's some accountability there to the archery community as well it's an opportunity or a place where archers can support a foundation that is going to be returning that money back into the archery community you just can't replace that like that's that you we own the success of the foundation and the growth of the sport in that regard we have right. that ability to give back and 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 contribute to that growth so um it's that's amazing is there anything else or or or, or like special criteria or anything that you want to talk about or something you really want to want to sure. hone in on yeah, a couple of things too is, um, like I said, it focuses on competitive archery, but we also provide grant funding to camps um, as long as they're a 501c3. Um, you know, we had a camp that was a grantee that's in upstate Pennsylvania that, that deals with, um, you know, handicapped children. I mean, you know, very slim chance that they're going to go in competitive archery, but they were given the opportunity to shoot a bow and arrow that they probably never, never would have gotten if they hadn't gotten grant funding to buy the equipment for the, for the youth. Oh, wow. Um, so that's kind of a, the neat aspect of this program. But not only are we, you know, looking at, you know, competitive collegiate archers, but we're also looking at just getting kids who normally may not have the opportunity to shoot a bow, bow and arrow out there on the, on the range and, and have the time of their life shooting, shooting you know, archery. Yeah. Um, but we do, um, like I said, we look at 4-H, you know, S3DA, um, NASP. Um, even like I said, if it's a camp or an organization, it's a 501 C three that has an archery program that they compete or want to grow, um, seriously consider looking at our grant applications. Um, it's not a, a very involved application. Um, two things that we do need to accompany the application is going to be your IRS determination letter and a W nine. Um, I yeah, would say of, of all the, the applications I get, that is the, the, two points that, that are the biggest holdup for getting the, the applications before the board. Um, the IRS determination letter is needed so that it states that the organization um, is a 501c3. If they don't submit that, um, we can't take, it to, take the application to the board, nor if they submit a state sales tax, tax exemption form, we can't accept that. That's just right. IRS guidelines. So. Yeah. Three parts, the application, um, itemized budget is very helpful, and then the W-9 and the um, determination letter. Perfect. That's, hey, that's it's simple. Um, simple and to the point. I will, my plan is, um, in addition to us talking about the foundation, I'm actually going to go to the website. I'm going to, um, and I'm not going to do it like now because like I told you, I got that thing going on i'm going to go to the website and kind of go through a mock application process so people can see sure. it and provide all of those links um is there is there are you seeing and this is just general conversation are you seeing programs say outdoor programs that aren't involved in archery contacting you or reaching out to you you know like um like gun clubs and you know maybe places that don't have archery going on at all um there that are you starting to see that roll in or have you yet not not a lot i mean most of the the applications i received or the inquiring of information that i've gotten have been um through archery specific organizations oh, yeah. whether it's a you know nasp team joad team um s3da team um unfortunately 
a lot of the gun clubs, you know, aren't 501c3s. They're yeah, that's a... changing. There's definitely a little, I know in our area, like there's US, uh, I guess USA, um, I don't know, I don't know what the, it's like USA archery, but the, the clay pigeon side of that, Okay, that's growing. Um, and there's like a local team. I'll give you an example right here where I live. They are, they're forming their, I'm actually helping them. They're forming a nonprofit right now for their clay pigeon team and for their club. And they're, they're, they're growing that way. They're going toward that way. Cause I think the NRA has some grants and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And some other organizations, uh, the national elk foundation or whatever, some of those, you know, um, some of those organizations for shooting teams. And I was curious if, if Lancaster archery foundation has seen that yet. I, I suspect that as it grows and the knowledge about the foundation grows, you will. Um, and I hope that if people that listen to this have the, are part of that type of a club or go get your nonprofit, it's not that difficult to do. It's a little bit of a, a, time suck dealing with the state but you can it's doable um you know maybe i should do a podcast as a follow-up to this to help people figure out how to do a, a non-profit filing because it's not it's not that bad but um anything else you want to you want to talk about no no those were the the three big points uh, um points yeah like i said uh, i you know i have i think four applications on hold right now i'm just waiting for their determination letter and um, you know w9s that awesome. seems to be the, the big holdup. Um, the other thing too is if you are looking to start a program, or you have one now, um, you know we do like to see coaches that are certified at the, you know, the sanctioning body, whether it's USA Archery, 4H, you know, Joad, or wherever they can get certifications. Um, the more the better, because we like to make sure that, you know, those that are overseeing the program, you know, are, are skilled in archery, both safe and safety and shooting, and you know everybody can have a good time then. Awesome. Um, like I said, I'm going to follow up with kind of a, a recorded application process and go through that, um, put it in with this episode. Um, and then I'll let you guys know when it's ready, but I mean, that's it. We covered it. It was super short. I, I'm good with it. It doesn't bother me one bit. Uh, yeah, the only other like thing was, sweet. yeah, if anybody has questions, um, you know, email me because right to my inbox, it'll it's, be in the show notes. I'll put yep. your email in the show notes. And then I, you know, I, I like to work with people to, you know, make sure that they're in compliance so they can get the application in. And if I don't know the answer, I, I can find someone who does. I'm sure you can. Are you going to have like a table or a booth set up at the, the Classic? Uh, yep. We're going to have our display at the Classic. We're going to be back at the ATA show. And oh, nice. maybe actually maybe on the road this this summer a couple of times with um, the cam trailer and the LA Ex Express um, at S3DA shoots and Joe Ad shoots and so forth. Oh, that's awesome, man. I um, think that's great. The, the, the foundation, I'm not saying it has to be your face, but the foundation definitely needs to have a face, um, yeah. for somebody that can be like that, that point of contact for sure. I'm, I'm glad that you're putting yourself out there hundred percent necessary. I think the more, the more you put yourselves out there, the more clubs and, and prospective archery organizations, um, will, will hear about it. And I just, that's where we're at. I know it's still relatively baby stages, I guess, in, in retrospect, but um, we need to get that word out there because it's important to archery, and I appreciate the work that you're doing. Sure. Yep. I mean, from 2021 to 22, we grew 81%, and sure. I'd like to double that for um into 23. Heck I yeah. just want to keep driving this this foundation bigger and better. I love it. Good job, man. Excellent Thank work. You. It is. It is an 
it is a small piece of of this community that has been missing and you guys are definitely i shouldn't say missing there's some others out there doing it but not quite to this scale and it's it's really filling a necessary void in the growth of archery so and i recognize that that's why you're on this podcast and i appreciate all that you're doing and and rob and carol and everybody else as well yeah, thank you and like i said again um you know any questions shoot me an email um i will get get you the answer or or help you help you every way i can Perfect. I will put it out there. Thanks so much for joining uh, the Bearable Project. And I'm putting it on the Peak Archery also. Just whatever exposure we can get, I'm putting it out there. Um, Thank you. And um, we'll see you. I'll, I'll be sure to, to to seek you out at the at the Classic. That's probably I'll be, I'll be looking for you. All right, man. Thank you, you so care. much. You as well. Thanks.